Hi everyone, this is the fifth episode of ScoutCast, um, at least I think it is, and if you don't know me already, my name is Ashlyn Weddington. This episode is really special because I interview the first male on the podcast, and we actually recorded this episode outside, so it's a little different than my other episodes, and the person I interview is really incredible. His name is Sam Taylor, and... Yeah, I don't even know where to start. He is vegan, he's a rock climber, he's just very conscious of his everyday decisions he makes, and I get along very well with him. And this episode, we're going to be talking about veganism and reducing your waste in single-use plastic. And we talked for a lot longer after this episode, and we could probably make like 30 episodes if we wanted to. Anyways, so like I said, this episode is recorded outside, so there is a little bit of a breeze in the background, and that picks up in the audio, so I apologize for that. It's not top-notch, but again, the interview itself, I believe, is really quality, so we'll just get right into it, and I'll let Sam introduce himself. My name is Sam Taylor. Uh, I'm 23 years old here in San Marcos, California. Uh, I do many things, and I'm here with Ashlyn. <laughs> yeah, okay, so Sam and I met through Mesa Room, which is a rock climbing gym that I teach yoga at, and do you want to say what you do there? I do, like I said, I do a lot of <laughs> things there. I, um, I coach, I do private instruction, uh, but my favorite thing to do is kids camps. Because I, I like working with kids. I didn't know kids. you actually did that much stuff there. That's cool. I've I've also stripped there, and I've also <laughs> like no, well, stripped. You know, you know what I mean. For two seconds, I didn't know. Yeah, I know. Meant, I know what you great. mean. That's great. Yeah, I I'm a floater there, which I like. I like learning yeah. a little bit of everything. And then wait, do you set somewhere too? I also I actually had my last day of setting. Okay. Um, at the wall climbing gym, which is about five miles from where we are right now. Cool. Okay. And then, so Sam and I, I guess, became friends from our first conversation because he just came up to me and asked if I was vegan. And yeah, I think that's how yeah. it started. It's pretty hyped. Vegans are hyped to see each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Vegan community can be cool sometimes. Sometimes they're a little vicious, but generally pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's fun to find fellow vegans in different little pockets and communities. Uh, okay, so we'll start with some questions. So do you want to just start uh, talking about like how your journey started towards veganism? Uh, yeah, so my journey towards veganism, I suppose, was first initiated by um, an experience that I had with um, a couple friends and a, a significant other of mine. And during that experience, I had a feeling of, wasn't guilt, but I, I had a realization that the way that I had been living my life was with the superiority complex towards all other living things, where I felt as though um, I was living as though I was superior to other things, but my realization was that all other life on this planet has every right to be here with us. That became the snowball that led to veganism. Because you can have a thought, but that thought is kind of, that's like the key, but you need to find the lock. And mm -hmm. I think that the lock are the, is, the locks are all the actions that you take mm -hmm. after that initial thought. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. I feel like when I <laughs> ask <course. laughs> most people that, they're just like, oh, you know, 
for health reasons, environmental, but it's nice to like go deeper into it. And I mean, those are those are definitely bonuses. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, then, so what were the steps you started to take, like the walks? Well, after that experience, uh, we went down the mountain. Uh, we were um, at Palomar <laughs> Mountain, and we went down the mountain, and we went to Fat Burger, and we went and we got burgers because at the time I was not vegan and everything just hit me from er earlier that day and I just I couldn't bring myself to eat it and then I suppose I knew that something had shifted in my in my being when later that night I saw a spider and normally I was terrified of spiders I'd have my dad come and kill it for me I was yeah seriously scared of spiders but um, instead of killing it I trapped it and brought it outside. It was one of like the scariest moments in my life, but <laughs> I just realized that that spider had no reason to die. Just because mm -hmm. I wasn't fond of it being in my space, it had no reason to perish because of that. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool to see that transition kind of happen so quickly. But, like for most people, like for me, it took me maybe like a couple weeks to try it out and then it didn't work out and then just a couple different tries until it really like clicked and connected yeah so that's cool that it happened and almost instantly for you like within that day or two I mean guilt works wonders because <laughs> does, I think <laughs> really I think that that's really I guess that's what the feeling felt like was this guilt that I'd been living a certain way for so long which isn't to say that that way is wrong but it's a way that was causing a negative feeling in my life definitely um, and a negative feeling that I really wanted to get rid of and yeah. am continuously working to rid. Yeah. Do you want to touch on like any health effects it's had on you or how you feel it affects the environment or anything else related to why someone should or would go vegan? Yeah, sure. Well, if you're if you're an environmentalist, um, I think it's important to know the impact of the food that you're eating. Mm -hmm. Beef is about a 56 to 1 calorie ratio, and that's not really sustainable to grain, yeah. uh, the grain that the cow eats. It's just really uh, unsustainable from an environmental point, and chicken is not much better, nor is pork. Um, sorry about that. Mason are <laughs> um, popping over here. <laughs> <laughs> so from an environmental standpoint, becoming vegan does help. It is making a big difference. Honestly, one of the bigger changes you can do, too, if you want to make changes in your personal life, I would Definitely. say. Yeah. Definitely. But like Ashlyn said, I didn't I didn't just make the shift overnight. I, it was a gradual change, but it was a gradual change through various discomforts that just continued to the eventual, eventual decision to go vegetarian. I was vegetarian for about six months, and then mm -hmm. I went vegan. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Or if you're coming from totally eating meat and dairy and stuff because I was vegetarian for maybe five years before I went vegan or four oh, years wow, that's cool. yeah I've I just realized too on my birthday I've been <laughs> vegetarian for almost 10 years now oh that's yeah sweet. isn't that crazy wait um, so you went vegetarian on your birthday well when I was 13 I think around when I turned 13 okay or 13 and a half maybe but so I'd make it like nine years because I just turned 22 so oh, cool. yeah yeah and then vegan for about five years you had to do five the years. math yeah oh nice yeah so it's okay to make transitions though like people shouldn't feel like they need to go right into it and yeah. I think that's important to realize too yeah definitely you shouldn't put that pressure on yourself because I don't know you get so ingrained 
from yeah. birth and it's it's a lot of stuff to break habit wise definitely yeah definitely it's a lot to break and it's a lot easier to you know take down a wall one brick at a time so yeah, just for sure yeah I, I think it's easier to stick with it too if you make yeah, small trying to changes so at a time that's a really good point and then okay was there anything that came up with you being male and vegan because I feel like that is such a stupid stereotype that comes up with males who are vegan or vegetarian and I want to see how that experience was for you with most people mm -hmm. I haven't had any kind of uh, any kind of negative stereotype about it yeah. however there, there's like like you said earlier like there are some there's some knuckleheads in every community including yeah. the vegan community and um, I, I think that one of the more uncomfortable interactions I had was um, a girl that I met who was vegan and I told her that I was also vegan because I was excited and she said oh but you're a guy so you probably eat meat like every year like once in a while and I was like uh, that's really weird <laughs> that's kind of like yeah, yeah. it's like why would you assume that and uh, but that's okay you know she had her reasons for assuming it and totally. that's not for me to make a subjective judgment about but I think that it was unfortunate that she thought that men like crave meat because yeah. I definitely don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then besides that, the whole assumption mm -hmm. that I'm weaker because of it. Yeah, that's what it's, I wanted to bring up. Too okay. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm really curious about that because I just feel like that's in general, people attach that to being vegan, just being weaker. And especially as a male, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have that stereotypical strong male figure. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you, you talked about health earlier too, yeah. like any health effects. When I went vegan, I was expecting to get weaker. I'm mm -hmm. a very avid climber and I was expecting to lose power in my climbing, uh, but it was a total polarization of what I thought. I got way stronger, I was able to train longer, I had more energy, and th this is my experience as well. Everybody's physiology is different, but my experience was that I just got way stronger, way faster. I would say recovery changed the most for me. Like I recovered a lot quicker when I became vegan because yeah. I used to be a runner around the time I went vegan. And I think I said this already in another podcast, but the week I went vegan, I like would go on my normal runs and I couldn't stop running. Like I just, yeah. I, I went like <laughs> five miles instead of, you know, two or three and I recovered so much quicker. And I was, I was surprised myself too. Like I expected the same thing, like, oh, this is going to change my strength and stuff, but it opposite it was awesome yeah so yeah it, it's kind of an interesting like shift to like you you were expecting to get weaker yeah. just like me but it was yeah. like wait <laughs> this isn't Hold what up. i thought yeah yeah, yeah. it's not the fair, first time a stereotype has been wrong but <laughs> it's it's a big one though for sure and sam and i are not weak <laughs> no no <laughs> definitely, definitely not, not. <laughs> definitely not oh. i think that we also like use our bodies pretty frequently that's true both of us are yeah. very active so uh -huh. I, I suppose if you're vegan and sedentary it would you be... would probably be weak but that's that's different it's because you're it's not because you're vegan it's because you're yeah not doing anything and there are vegans like that so we're not yeah. saying all vegans are strong but right does it cause that but i'm sure if you're a meat eater and you're fairly lazy as well it would have the same effect oh totally yeah so diet i mean it go outside <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> go outside use your body use it or lose it right okay so we can go through some other vegan myths too because i think that's important mm, those are fun uh, they're so fun to talk about they're almost <laughs> always wrong almost 
<laughs> okay, so being vegan is being vegan and healthy is expensive. False. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the false ones. Oh yeah. I find it pretty cheap. Well, uh, it can be ridiculously cheap if you're smart about it too. I think it's almost cheaper yeah. than eating meat. I would say. Yeah, I agree. I I suppose it's how you do it. I met a friend recently who only ever eats out, and she's not vegan. However, if she did that as a vegan, vegan restaurants are expensive. Oh my gosh, yeah. But they're expensive because they're the anomaly right now. Exactly. The more people go vegan, the more vegan restaurants, and the more there's going to be a market shift. And and it's it's happening too. I (laughs) I see it it picking up. I don't know if we're in a little bubble because we're in San Diego County, and it's one of the most vegan-friendly cities in the country, so... It could feel like that for us, but I mean, I feel like in general, at least on the West Coast, it seems to be picking up. Yeah, you know what's interesting is my family moved to Michigan, Ann Arbor, Michigan, so it is like a super college town. There's more vegan food there than there is in San Diego. Really? There's like a vegan restaurant. Every every single restaurant has like at least half a dozen vegan options, and there's... What? In downtown, there's... I think 10 exclusively vegan restaurants. That is so cool. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, I would not have expected that. I didn't either, but I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. That's been happening kind of frequently to me, like going to a brewery or something or just a restaurant, a normal restaurant and there's it says vegan yeah. on the menu. That is so exciting. Okay, so we'll go <laughs> we'll go back to the original thing. How can we be vegan and healthy and do it affordably? I would say eat whole foods. Yeah. Eat primarily whole foods. Even Fruits and veggies, that's really not that expensive. Even if you're buying organic, I don't know. I feel like I don't spend that much. What do you yeah. how do you feel about that? I mean <laughs> I only buy organic. Yeah. It I I suppose organic is more expensive. It definitely is. But again, it's more expensive because there's less organic food grown. I I really I have kind of a pet peeve with the word organic because I think totally. it's weird that when something is grown conventionally and doesn't have poisons on it, then we have to give it a word. I think it should be like, this is an apple. Mm-hmm. This is a chemical apple <laughs> rather than, that you know what I mean? It's more logic, honestly. So. I, I'd like to think so. <laughs> I like but, that perspective. But I suppose it is more expensive. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that there's anything wrong with not buying organic. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if price is a constraint, then it is. But all all around vegetables and fruits are cheaper than meat yeah and And if you're buying like grains and beans and all that stuff and you put that all together as a meal i mean that's it's really affordable like buying rice and beans especially from bulk is so cheap Mm -hmm. so affordable and that's like your complete protein right there too so yeah i feel like for me i've played around with you know paying for more expensive vegan products and stuff but i kind of always return to just like that simple meal of like grains beans and greens yeah and some veggies you know and it's super satisfying affordable and easy to make and, and nutritious too. yeah yeah you feel yeah. great that's one of the best parts about cooking vegan is that you you almost cook for nutrition not intent excuse mm-hmm. me not intentionally but you just eat a colorful plate definitely so it is not expensive to be vegan and healthy but we will say that like vegan cheeses are more expensive for example um (laughs) certain vegan products are more pricey but that can be just like a treat like i would say maybe buy that sometimes once a week maybe a couple times a month but 
I mean, you said it earlier. Every once in a while, I'll treat myself to some. If you if you are a vegan listening and you haven't had follow your heart Parmesan, I haven't had that, Sam. What? So good. It's <laughs> really? so good. Because yeah. I don't like the rest of their cheeses, honestly. Like the square ones. Do they have the block ones? I don't think I've had the square ones. Oh, the Parmesan's good though. Okay. Although, <laughs> so I don't actually get it as much anymore because. Um, it comes in a plastic container, oh, and yeah. I do my best not to buy plastic. Uh, just another frustration aside from the veganism, <laughs> but um, another kind of endeavor that I'm going down. I suppose if someone else is listening who's excited <laughs> about making bulk vegan cheese, I fully support <laughs> yeah, you in that we decision. Endorse that fully. <laughs> Vista Farmers Market. Okay. Oh, we already did the next myth I had on here, so we're good on that. Being vegan, Wait, what was it? Being vegan makes you weak. That is false. Yeah. yeah. We shut that one down real quick. Yeah. Being vegan is boring and bland. You just eat tofu all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should head off this one. Yeah. <laughs> like... Oh my gosh. That just false, 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 <laughs> and false. That, I mean, any for anyone to say that, it's like they've never seen fruits and veggies before. Like, just fruits and veggies at farmer's market if you walk through like everything's so colorful and beautiful and stimulating to your eyes and your stomach and i get excited going to like the grocery store farmer's market like i love picking out produce and oh for sure different just different grains and stuff it's like my favorite part of the day i know i love that so i don't i don't know how someone would say it's bland or boring so i yeah i don't know how they either (laughs) honestly but I, I guess it's just because they haven't been exposed to it. Yeah. Because yeah. if their idea is tofu, totally. then... That is boring just and bland. bland. Like a block of yeah, tofu. Yeah, block That's of tofu. Yeah. But if you, like, if you take that tofu and you roast it like you would meat and marinate it like you would meat and you treat it like you would meat, it's going to be flavorful like meat. Yeah. In my experience, I ate way more bland when I wasn't vegan. Like Thanksgiving dinner, I would eat mashed potatoes and turkey. That's <laughs> it. Very basic. Very basic. But now my uh, my family actually does vegan Thanksgivings now. That's awesome. I mean, but I think, it's more fun. Yeah, and I think it's important to note too, like all spices. I mean, at least the ones I use are vegan. You know, it's just like you're cooking and you have spices. That's not bland. And yeah, I never even thought of that. Are there non-vegan spices? The only thing I can think of is like I see some things with lactic acid in it, but that's oh, not yeah. that's not like a spice you'd buy from the store really. I don't know. Wait, are you a big beer drinker by any chance? Sometimes I am, but I haven't been recently. Have you seen all the beers that have lacti- uh, lactose in them now? The milk stouts. Uh, milk stouts and also IPAs. I don't drink IPAs, so... Oh, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> That's a thing? I didn't know about the IPA uh, thing. Yeah, as well as like sours. Some sours wow. will have like lactose because the lactose so eats the yeast differently. And I mean, I know there's, do you remember at my like wine event? I don't know if I talked to everyone about it, but it was in my fine print about um, not all wines are vegan because of the fining agent and it yeah. like goes through some yeah. non-vegan thing, but it's not in the wine, but it passes through it. So. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of confusing. I don't know. It is. Yeah, it is. But I suppose as as long as you're doing your best, mm-hmm. then I don't know. Like so earlier, you touched on um, that most vegans are great. There, yeah. are, I feel as though there are some vegans who um, 
are doing it as more of a statement for themselves. I well, mean, as a label. They want to attach themselves yeah. to a label. Yeah. And they feel like they need to uphold that label and be, like, the vegan police. I don't know. That's, yeah. That's the only, like, negative experience that I've had is someone doing something like that yeah. to me. But I don't really think that that's fair. I, oh, I mean, no, definitely to each, not. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong. If if you make cheese with from your own cow, then that, go for yeah. it. Eat that cheese, you know? I'm glad we're on the same page about that because there are a lot of vegans who are just like, nope, shut it down. There should be no one eating any dairy or meat. But I stand on the side where it's like, I don't need to do it. I don't want to do that right now in my life. But if you are doing it in a cool, sustainable way on your own and not causing like a lot of harm to the environment or animal then it's like you're really not doing anything wrong perfectly said yeah yeah cool i completely i'm agree. really glad we're on the same page about that <laughs> yeah for sure for yeah. sure yeah it doesn't mean that i want to eat it because yeah. i just and don't, you don't need but... to judge someone for it either it's just like that's their own path and that's cool yeah that's everybody's fine. in their own place do we want to say anything else about vegan food is boring and bland like it's it's really not it's yeah. it's vegan food is amazing so what is your what is your favorite meal to cook right now i pretty much always cook stir fries but i always <laughs> just mix them up i know i watch <laughs> your um instagram stories and i see that and they always look so good too it's, it's, it is it's like the same thing like it's a veggie stir fry but there's just so many vegetables and like nuts and sauces you can throw in because that's the great thing about veganism is it's like if if you forget to throw something in then you can throw it in and it's fine to eat raw unless it's yeah. potatoes don't eat potatoes oh raw <laughs> that's the worst i did that when i was in france because i never i never knew <laughs> i learned yes, yeah, it was disgusting <laughs> yeah don't do that yeah it's it's fun because you can just cut up what you're feeling like ashlyn said going to the grocery store or like uh, the farmer's market and picking out produce for a meal it's like favorite part of the day and it's if so you fun. if you're doing that too like sometimes they get in a rut where I like love certain veggies and stuff and I'll get the same thing over and over. I did that with kale for a while. But then I was like, wow, there's collard greens and chard and there's so yeah. many other greens. So just don't limit yourself to or get stuck on one vegetable if yeah. you're trying to do the vegan thing. Yeah, I think seriously. That's important to know. What did you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> for breakfast this morning. Dang, well you caught me on a day that I had to be up early and set. <laughs> so I had some hemp and flax granola with some raisins, an apple, and a cup of my mom's Kona roast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my mom roast coffee. That's so cool. If you're listening, I love you, mom. And oh, your coffee's so great. You <laughs> should have your mom listen to this. She my probably will. My biggest fan is my grandma. She, like, listens to all my podcasts that's and cool. sends me emails. It's so <laughs> cute. Great. It's so cute. Okay, so we can move on to talking about reducing waste because I feel like that's something we also are really passionate about and I feel like it kind of crosses paths with being vegan too the whole lifestyle I don't know do you want to start it off with something yes okay there's something I would like to say <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> again if somebody is listening who has influence over any part of the produce industry please stop wrapping fruit in plastic oh, it's a huge pet peeve of mine yeah because there's just no need for it. Yeah. Like you, you go to and you see an orange that's in a plastic box and it's like, why? That's what I was just about to bring up. There was this really big Twitter thing. I think it happened last year. Some girl tweeted this plastic box that was at 
Whole Foods in the refrigerated section. And it was just a mandarin orange, but unpeeled. And it was just a mandarin orange sitting in the plastic box. And she was like, wow, what a great idea putting in a plastic box when it already has its like natural yeah, container. Right. Like that's, that's insane. Right? That's if crazy. only it grew with a natural protection around <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> So that's crazy and that needs to stop. Yeah, it's it's kind of just yeah unnecessary plastic and so i shop or i used to shop at trader joe's a lot because it was just like that's where my mom would go when i was younger and stuff so i, I kind of kept up with that and it's affordable and there are lots of cool vegan options there but they do have a lot of fruit and plastic like they do grapes and um, strawberry all the berries and stuff yeah definitely and they also don't have a lot of bulk they do not they don't have really any bulk and that, that's why I don't really shop there as much anymore. I only go there for, like, very specific items. That's frustrating to me. And I feel like that's something I've heard from a lot of other people. It's like, oh, they use a lot of plastic here, and it's kind of a bummer. Or just packaging in general. So that kind of sucks. So where do you go to get your produce where it's not wrapped in plastic? I go to... It kind of depends on the day. Uh-huh. But Sprouts or Fraser Farms. Cool. I awesome. like... I like both places. I like Fraser Farms a little bit more because uh-huh. I can just refill my peanut butter there with a little oh. machine that just grinds up peanuts. That's nice. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when you look on, like, when you look on the ingredients on the machine, it just says peanuts. Yeah. Because it's just pulverizing peanuts. So. Okay, a confession. I don't like that peanut butter as much for some reason. I don't know why. It just feels dry to me. And it's probably, I know it's probably way better for you, but I still get the plastic containers just because I can't get it or I make it myself if I'm trying not to use plastic. You make it yourself? Yeah, I like to make sunflower butter. Sunflower butter? Yeah, dude, it's the best. Okay, we have some things to talk about. Yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) So if I buy peanut butter, I can't. I don't know. That's that's fair. Um, It's not (laughs) my favorite peanut butter, but I frequently will add agave to it and mix it. Okay, that's um, that's a good tip right there. Pro tip from Sam. Yeah, I've tried adding salt too, but I, like I don't it's know. Blend very well. No, and I, like sometimes you'll see like salted peanut butter. Yeah. And you eat it, and it's like, oh, this is good, but yeah. I don't know why when I added salt, it was terrible. Really? It was just, it was just like way too salty. I maybe I didn't blend it enough, and I just got yeah. all the salt in one bite. Maybe. I don't know, but but I agree. It's um. I uh, sometimes when I go to the Vista Farmers Market, I'll uh-huh. get some of that almond butter Ooh. that that guy makes. Is it? Does uh, it have coconut oil in it? Is that the one? I think so. Okay, because I've had that. And that's super good. I get the Mexican chocolate one, and it's really. Is that good. real? Oh my gosh, that yeah, sounds so good. It's really really good. Oh man. Yeah. Okay, cool. I do agree though. Getting like the just straight out of the machine peanut butter, it is a little bit more. Like you said, it's kind of dry. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't have oil added. Yeah, it's not ideal, but if you want to really avoid packaging, it's a way to do it. Or make it yourself, like I said. Peanut butter, that's important. We got that yeah. done with. And so you shop at Farmer's Market and you bring your bags, I'm guessing, right? Because there are definitely plastic bags you can use there, but that's not ideal. No, it, it's really not. And it's kind of fun to, you know, go out and buy a tote bag that you like. Buy yeah. something that has, like a funny logo on it or you know from your favorite store but um just reuse that mm-hmm. and if you're looking to um if you're looking to start reducing your waste you've kind of already started uh if you have a a bag of quinoa that you bought at 
you know, any store really, the store is irrelevant. But if you have that bag, just go refill that bag. Yeah. You know, it's already labeled for you. You you already have the container. So just go and refill that bag and just keep reusing that plastic. It's I don't yeah. think it's plastic that's the biggest issue. It's single use plastic. Exactly. Because plastics are kind of great. They're cheap, they're easy to they're easy to mold. Mm -hmm. You know, they can be really useful in our lives, but I think single use plastics are that's what's like littering the world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. So Seriously. let's talk about that conversation we had um, where you posted something about trying to use a mason jar in the bulk section. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's important because I've tried to do something like that and I got really mad. And so we should warn people how that is. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really um, interesting experience. I went to, I was at Fraser Farms, sorry to call out Fraser Farms. Um, I had three mason jars with me. I filled up two of those mason jars with granola and kept the third mason jar empty as a tear container for them uh, in case they didn't take my word for the container being a pound. By the way, if you have a 32 ounce mason jar, it will always be a pound. <laughs> take it from a glass blower. I know the mold, it will always be one pound. <laughs> Uh, so they eventually didn't trust me that it only weighed a pound. Uh, so <laughs> it's a good thing that I had the container. It weighed a pound. <laughs> and then they, it took maybe about 15 minutes of uh, like they went and got their manager to make sure it was okay. Um, and eventually I got my, my granola teared. But then uh, unfortunately the, the woman who was checking me out was kind of sassy about it and mm -hmm. she she kind of complained about it to another customer said like sometimes people just don't know like how difficult it can be to which i really wanted to that's ridiculous i was really tempted to say something at that point along the lines of you know any high school drug dealer knows how to tear a scale <laughs> it's not that hard to do <laughs> i just kind of smiled left and decided that I would just continue going back with my mason jars because they need the practice and what's really cool is that they've gotten better really yeah they probably know you as the annoying mason jar guy now I'm okay with that yeah. because at the end of the day they're it's gonna be a joke and then I'm just gonna laugh about it I'm our it's always been a joke for me so. yeah yeah there actually is this one new girl at at the Fraser Farms in Vista. And huge shout out to her because she just took the time to read the buttons and she's like, oh, there's a tear button right here. And it took her maybe a minute. And yeah, big shout out to her. What's her name? Should shout her out, do you know? Oh, uh, I'm trying to, rem I'm really trying to remember. You should, if you ever see her again, tell her to listen to the podcast. Yeah, I <laughs> will do. Yeah, shout out to you, mystery smart clerk. <laughs> Yeah, so buying in bulk is good because you don't have to, for example, Trader Joe's, you don't have to buy like a single-use bag of oats, for example. You can go and fill up, even if you do grab a plastic bag, like you can scoop your oats in, take it home, and then take it back, so you're continuing to use it. And then I was afraid of the mason jar thing, and I didn't think anyone would do that for me, so what I would do, I'd just bring the plastic bag I was using, bring it home, and then put it in a mason jar. So I'm like storing it and then uh, I have that plastic bag with my other grocery bags. So it's just ready to go. That, just, yeah. That's uh, That actually makes a lot of sense. And that probably saves time for um, the checkout cashier as well. Um, 
Yeah. You're, you're still grabbing a plastic bag, which sucks. And it sucks if you forget the one you've been using because you have to grab another one. So there is like flaws to that, but you know, yeah. there's a couple methods to it. But there are flaws to mason jars too. They're totally. glass. Yeah. Glass breaks. They break. so, That's true. Yeah. It's very accurate. Just be careful. Be deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> See what else about uh, single use? Okay. Do you bring your own cup every time you go to like a coffee place or what uh, do you do? So I actually don't go to coffee places very often. Yeah. Because I usually I usually just have coffee in the morning on early mornings. Yeah. And um, I'm always enjoying my mom's home roast. That's so even better. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've gone to a Starbucks in maybe a couple of years. Cool. Well, Starbucks kind of sucks. So that, I hope that, that is true. Sorry, that was a, that was a bad like. But if I do go to a coffee shop, um, yeah. I'll just get it there. Because cool. if I go to a coffee shop, I'm going to hang out. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So, so I want to talk about something that happened to me, and it, I almost have a, a temper tantrum. Like this is never oh, stoked. happened. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's hard to imagine. So right? I'd like, yeah, I'd like it to really do this. threw me off. So most, I don't go to coffee places too often either. Maybe if I'm like doing homework or something. And I go to like local ones, small local coffee shops, and they always let me use my own cup. But I went to Lazy Acres in Santa Barbara this past weekend, and they would not let me use my own cup when I was getting coffee from them. It was so weird. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I just, because it was a serve your own cold brew type thing, they're like, it's a health code violation. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, this is not touching anything. It doesn't touch the spout. You're not touching it. No one else is touching my cup. And she's like, yeah, you can't we won't let you buy that and she was what? yeah it was insane dude and then i went to jimbo's maybe a month ago and it was the same thing i was just getting a cup of coffee and she was like no you're gonna have to use one of our paper cups yeah and then you can pour it into your own cup and i was like that defeats the purpose of me bringing my own cup yeah that's insane like you sound like a crazy person for saying that and what has that that's never happened to you because i'm guessing you've never like no. Yeah, isn't that weird? No, that's never happened to me. I'm sorry that that happened to you. It was so frustrating. It makes for a good story. Yeah, <laughs> no, funny. so I want to email both of those places and be like, what is up with that? Because that that's really strange to me. Like, I'm really trying over here to, like, not waste your paper and stuff. But You know what would be interesting is to email them. Yeah. Um, but first, look up, look up the health code laws. Well, I was planning on even calling, like, whatever office is in San Diego and seeing what their laws are here because I'm super curious if this is a recent thing or what's up with that. The reason why I can't imagine that what she said was true is yeah. because Starbucks has reusable cups that they will refill. So yeah. if you can refill a Starbucks cup at Starbucks, which is like one of the most corporate, yeah, it is totally. the most, literally the most corporate coffee <laughs> shop there is, then I'm pretty sure you can fill any cup anywhere yeah like I, it just doesn't really make sense super weird so maybe i'll do a bonus episode with like the update on that like what what's going on i'll listen to it i'm excited <laughs> sweet okay, i'm excited cool. to hear the sequel of this story <laughs> uh, so let's talk about straws too specifically because you make straws and i think that's yeah. really cool uh, and you're a glass blower and you didn't say that in the beginning that's one of the that's many true. things that i think i did i did say it earlier yeah. with the mason jar yeah. Weighs a pound, by the way, <laughs> in case I didn't say it enough. Yeah, uh, I started making straws um, because plastic straws frustrate me a lot uh, just because of they're the most, like, 
they're like the most archetypal single-use plastic and mm-hmm. people will use one every single drink that they have you know and that's they'll, crazy they'll get rid yeah. of a straw that's bitten a bit and then get a new one and uh-huh. it's just this little tube of plastic that just gets thrown away so much well and the thing too it's like it's really not necessary either when it comes down to it like if no, you're drinking really iced coffee or something just put your lips on the cup and sip it right yeah that's I the, mean, that's that's kind of how yeah. i feel yeah, yeah. It's, it, it weirds me out i mean i get it like for a smoothie i have a metal straw that i use and that right. works for me but i i can see how that would be something you might want to straw with but yeah and i think that that's primarily what i've been making is smoothie straws yeah um the the people that have ordered custom straws since i started making straws mm-hmm. um they've all ordered uh smoothie straws because okay, it's cool. you know they they have like a smoothie every morning yeah um yeah. and they just have it at their house because the straws are glass mm-hmm. so they they can definitely break yeah um mine broke i broke mine so <laughs> but if if you do happen to get a straw from me and it breaks I'll, i fix them for free it's not hard to fix so um just send it back and i'd be happy to make it again but I, I get a lot of enjoyment making straws just because I get to make something for somebody that's unique that's colorful mm-hmm. that's uh, anything but a bland <laughs> rod sticking out of your drink <laughs> you can have a you could have a straw that's equally as flamboyant as your cocktail and that's a, that's great <laughs> I like that that's a good marketing line right <laughs> and if someone wanted Trademarked. to buy a straw from you could they contact you through Instagram or um, yeah, I'd say that Instagram is the best way. I am honestly not a, a businessman. Uh, I used to have an Etsy. I don't anymore. Really? That's um, so cool. I, it's just, it got, I don't know, it just got really, really hard for me to keep up the Etsy. I'd much rather just, you know, sell things to friends, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but my Instagram is stale glass art, uh, S-T-A-Y-L, and then glass and art no underscores or spaces um yeah hit me up i'd love to make you a straw and the world would love you for not using a single use plastic straw so (laughs) okay so is there any final topics you want to bring up about like waste plastic single use things tips tips take uh take it one step at a time you know start identifying things that you could change and change it Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, take it. You don't. You don't need to jump in the pool. You know, head first. You can dip your toe in, and you can mm-hmm. you know take it easy. Uh, and I think that that's kind of the best way to go about things like this because, yeah. like, like Ashlyn said, we're so deeply ingrained that our only source of protein is meat, which is not true. <laughs> um, you know that uh, plastics are here they're here to stay and they'll only ever be you know the solution which I don't believe is true so I think that um, you know we've taught ourselves to be a certain way and we can teach ourselves to be a different way mm-hmm. if we put in the energy to do so yeah that's so true and I think I don't know I think I've done this maybe once or twice but just taking a day where I've just lived done my normal thing like I normally do and then I'd write down like what I used that was you know single use or like packaging that I threw away yeah and if you just need kind of something to push you in that direction to keep 
get the ball rolling. That's a good eye opener. Yeah. And I remember there's this really cool project. I bet there's been a couple, but this guy would wear all of his trash. Like every time he was gonna throw something away, he like attached it to himself. So he'd walk around the city wearing all the shit that he like all the packaging and stuff. Dang, you should, yeah, that's you should. Cool. You should look it up. It's it's awesome. We I don't do that for a day. Yeah. See that is <laughs> that would be awesome. And, it yeah. was a lot of trash. Like, at the end of the week, this guy was a walking dump. Like, it was crazy. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is. And then another eye-opening thing, um, Nat Geo just released this whole spread. I don't know if you've seen it on plastic and all of its forms and all over the world, what plastic looks like in our oceans and stuff. And it's really in-depth and really good photography. And there might even be some videos, but it's good you should check it out anyone yeah, listening love should to. check it out and i think it was released really recently so i highly recommend that yeah yeah i'll definitely check that out cool um any last last words yeah big shout out to ashlyn for uh <laughs> for being a rad human being who just wants to spread knowledge yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> my in my personal opinion knowing how to eat vegan and how to get nutrition as a vegan shouldn't be esoteric strange knowledge to people yeah like we need to re we need to reconnect ourselves to what we're eating totally it's a big part of your life and you should you know enjoy it yeah Don't just do it enjoy it yeah yep straight up cool well thank you sam i really appreciate it thank you yeah. ashlyn thank you to everyone who listened to this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and update on the podcast i'm trying to get it onto itunes and so the name might be changing for the podcast if i can't keep scoutcast so we'll just see about that and i think i know last episode but i do have a website up it's just my name ashlyn weddington.com uh, so a-s-h-l-e-n and then wedding just like wedding with t-o-n and Another side note, I was based out of San Diego in California, and now I'm actually going to be moving up to Humboldt County for school within the next few weeks. So switching from Southern California to Northern California. Uh, have a wonderful day, and hopefully the sixth episode will be coming out soon, and I believe that one is going to be about tea ceremonies with two of my close friends. Bye!